This is Soraya Brevik. Today's date is Saturday, May 15th at 7 p.m. in Corum, Montana. I'm here interviewing Noah Martinez, and we will be discussing his experiences in the 1960s. Going to school, it was a segregated school. White kids over here, the Hispanic kids, and the black in another room. Uh, we were always separated. Uh, we could never play together. And I grew up with a little bit of, not hate, but uh, misunderstanding people. Because I didn't understand why they were doing all this. Uh, why we were always second. If we rode, we rode the bus to go into school, and uh, we had to sit in the back of the bus. <clears throat> the bus driver says, go to the back, sit in the back. And that's where we would sit. I was in the fifth grade, and I remember going to school barefooted. And so we go to school at noontime, lunchtime. The white kids would eat first. We go after they <laughs> ate. And uh, the uh, kids go out to, to play at recess. We go after they come in, we go out. You know. And then, uh, like, immunizations in school, we were always the second line coming in. Uh, we were never mixed with the other kids. I don't, I don't know why. They always had to separate us. And I've always said, why? Why? So I learned to do that. I would ask my mom and my dad, why do we have to be second? Why do we got to be in the back? Why do we got to wait? Oh, you just don't, don't listen to that. You just do what you got to do. And listen to what they tell you. And just go to school and study. Well, I tried that, but I could not really deal with that all through my life, and then went through high school the same way. Uh, a lot of different religions were more, to me, it was kind of a racist type of thing, because we were always left behind, and if you had a question, it wouldn't, there was never an answer for you, you know. And, and when I was in high school, uh, I was good at a lot of things, but never gotten a chance, and I kind of gave up as well. What's the use? And I've always, and I felt like I was always suppressed, always pushed down, not to get up, you know, not to do anything, to just go and do what you got to do, and tomorrow's another day. And did you feel like the other kids were looking down me. on you? And... Well, no, I didn't think the kids, I thought it was somebody else doing it, not, not them. But then you grow up as a little older, you thought it was them too. They became part of that. And that's, it would continue. That's how it all continued. I couldn't go where they went. I couldn't go do what they wanted to do, what I wanted to do with them, you know, whatever, go play with other kids. I learned to fight because I didn't like them, you know. And that's what's happening with the black and the white right now, no problem. Uh, but what they were doing, I hated them. I shouldn't be hating people. But was that brought onto you? Was that forced onto you? Was it, you know, I'm sure it was in many ways. They didn't realize at the time they thought it was going to be like that forever, but it wasn't. It's still not not there yet. Still not there. So that's the thing that kind of got to me is those are the things that you have to live with that affects the way you, everything, you know, how you're going to uh, continue in your life, you know, what you're going to, uh, and then I, what it does, it suppresses you. You can't run against that guy. Oh, he's got more education than I do. He's better than I am. 
and that stays with you. But I made sure that I, I didn't pass it on to, like to your nephew mom and the other ones. I said to them, says, no, you are better. You will not do that. You gotta go to school. And my my uh, rules were, you education is the first is the priority. You get educated first. And do you feel like you were withheld the opportunity to further your education and? I think in a way they did, but I, I was stubborn that I wanted education. My other brothers gave in too quickly. I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't give in like that. I wasn't gonna quit. And. Uh, I needed, I didn't want to work, and uh, they told me back then, oh, go ahead and go to work for that guy over there. I said, no, I don't want to work like that. I want to do something else. So and, if you would have not been so driven to do what they didn't tell you, would you have gone to the I places think, that you would? I think I, I thank my mom for that. My mom is the one that pushed me to go to go to school, not to go to work. And some of the others said, listen to my dad. You don't want to go to school, go to work. And if I would listen to my dad, I would have never been, oh, done what I've done, you know. Nothing, nothing stopped me, nothing. And from then on, I said, no, I'll never give in to people that tell me that I, I can't. So if they tell me no, I'll say yes. Yeah. And that's what, what brought me to who I am now. You know? And did you face segregation in other places than school? Uh, when we go to town, I remember uh, in, in even in San Benito, uh, the 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 fancier restaurants. We walk by there, and there would be signs: no Mexican, no Negroes allowed. And says, why can we go there, Dan? Oh, you just don't go there. Don't go there. And again, no answer. Why? And I said, well, geez, why can't we just go like everybody else? And we can't go there. And we just learned to stay away. You know, we just didn't participate on anything because you're not supposed to. You know? So I, I lived with that for many, many years. Even in high school, it wasn't quite that bad anymore. But it was always held back. Always held back. Uh, never, never fair. Not being fair with you like the rest of them. I didn't feel... Like we were wanted, you know, never wanted. And so all of this happening, I was probably maybe 10, 12 years old. 10 years later, I was probably 19, 20, uh, Uncle Sam calls. And now you gotta go serve your country. I said, why do I gotta go? I said, they never wanted us. Now I gotta go serve this country. For who? For what? And all. And so I had those questions again in my mind. All that's in, you know, you're always thinking of that. They never wanted us, but now they do. There's a war. And a big percent of the, of the Hispanic kids were killed in Vietnam because they were first in line. <clears throat> and I said, well, my gosh, I said, I don't want to, not that I was afraid, but I said, why, you know, and if you had money, you wasn't going to go. You can go to Canada. You can go any place. You didn't go. But we had no money, so we had, we go first, and we were not. I guess we were not wanted. We were not needed. We'd go fight for the kids that they're going to Canada. They had the money, and I says that doesn't seem right to me. And then I, I said, well, gosh, what can I do to change this? I wanted to change this. So, like I said, I, 
in and through the years I joined a city council. You know, so I wanted to change. And I think being being poor like that, put down all the time, made me not take no for for an answer, you know. And I said, Don't tell me no, so I'm gonna go do that, you know. And, and I then done a lot of things because of that I think. And I never I never uh, kept quiet, I've always spoke up. But they always you don't have anybody to support you, you know. Did you still face segregation after like the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four? No, it's not not it's still there. It's not gone away. It's it's hit and it covered it. Um but in the sixties I told you about the school, all that stuff. You know. And then after all that I still say to myself, why? And then I said, Well, it must be fear. And then I figured that it was, uh, I think prejudice, racism is fear. I don't see it any other way but fear. So I answered my, my, my own question because I had done some research myself and I think this is, they're afraid about this and this and this and this. And I say fear is, it was the biggest that I can come up with, you know. And that was my answer to, to my question of why. And I was wondering... Were there any specific groups of people that you saw were more discriminative toward you? Uh, it was the white. They discriminated against us all. Mostly the white. Somebody else was the white. Why? I don't know. Uh, I always figured too, a lot of the people at the time in Oregon, and I, I felt bad about even thinking that way. Uh, a lot of the people that uh, move into the, uh, on the Oregon Trail, they're descendants of, uh, of people that were were let out of prison in the East Coast. And I think maybe they're all descendants from them, you know. Uh, I don't know, I just, I was thinking, I shouldn't think like that, but apparently that's what came to my mind. But what they've done, what they were doing, what they continue doing, uh, how else can you describe that? How else can you think of it, you know? Your mind can play games with you, and it's it's hard because then come back, and uh, after you go for so long, uh, and then go into the military and come back and be treated like that, I just I couldn't. Uh, well, start to accept, you know, but you had to live with that, and a lot of the uh, the the problems with the black now. It, they have changed not to help nobody else but themselves because of that, I think. You know, that too long you've been, you've been oppressed, you've been uh, pushed down, you're no good. Uh, and that's not true, you know. Uh, and I've always said, I think, it must be fear. What else can trigger something like that but fear? This kind of leads into Martin Luther King's speech. I have a dream speech on August 28th, 1963. He said that he didn't want his kids to be judged based on the color of their skin, but right. the content of their character. Exactly, yes. And do you remember when you first heard about the March on Washington in Martin Luther King's speech? I remember, uh, about, I always like to keep up on current events. And I remember all of that, and, and, I, and I said, well, I can see why. But we were not organized like the, like the blacks were. 
and uh, I would have liked to seen something like that among our people, but uh, I think it was difficult in this country. Uh, the blacks were were more involved into that in that part in life because they were slaves, but I see some of the Hispanics were still slaves, and to this day there's a lot of slavery. Uh, well, Chavez was the one that. Well, that, that he was my my hero, Cesar Chavez. And who was he? Uh, the farm labor organizer during the Martin Luther King era too, the sixties. He organized the farm workers to treat them right and to uh, uh, not to go into the fields when there was chemical in those fields to supply supply the the people that are out there working with a bathroom and to to treat them right to pay them right to pay them. The, the right wages, you know. To... Grandpa went on a march where he was uh, carrying signs. Oh, that was back in 1966. I, when I was out of high school, I went with my, my aunt to uh, California, out of L.A. And uh, so we were working, went to work there. I, I tried everything, and I worked for the union. Uh, and my job was to go picket, mm. protest with a sign, and it was unfair to buy. I remember that the, the, the we were uh, picketing was uh, uh, Del Monte uh, canned food uh, because they were not paying the workers or something. Some deal like that, I don't remember anymore, but I was probably I was 18, and uh, we were picketing all these grocery stores throughout L.A. and Santa Ana. And I remember I thought there was another store over there and they would drop us off uh, to go pick with our signs and stuff, you know. And there was two of us there and two more over there or one over here, whatever they needed. And I remember uh, getting paid. I think it was maybe two fifty an hour. That's in 1966. <laughs> but that was during that time uh, you know, and then there was a lot of protests everywhere about different things. People were starting to to understand the problem that this country was having. And that was during the Vietnam War too, just getting going, you know. Yeah. So. And did you experience any changes after these events and protests? Not for a long time. Not for a long time. Uh, some people probably tried to change things, but I don't think a lot of it was changed for a long, long time. And you still see it now. Uh, and there's a lot of resentment uh, among the black of what happened. Uh, I think sometimes it's going too far with them, but I see why, you know. And some people don't. So anyway, I hope I answered a lot of your questions. You know, there's a lot more that I, I have forgotten since I had this stroke. It really, I cannot explain like I want to, but I, I struggle with it. And like I said many times, I don't have a filter. I don't <laughs> care what I say at times, how I, how I say it, but it's not bad, usually, you know. It, it makes you wonder why you're saying this again. It, that, that word, why, you know. Why did it say that? And I lived with that why for so many years, I hate that word, but it's, it's made me think, a lot because of that word.